0: Up and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hey, folks, Old Man Grognard here. It's another Sunday has come upon us, and before I'm sent out to help clean the garage... I thought I would put out some choice nuggets of info about D&D and such, which means I don't have anything to talk about. Not true. I do. Today, I am freewheeling. In other words, I'm thinking. I'm thinking out loud to you people, and I've been thinking about twists in stories. Now, what if you wanted a twist at the end? How would you go about building that? See, a lot of people say that you should start with the result and work back to the cause. That's fine. That works well with many, many people. Many, many Dungeon Masters. But I don't work like that. On account of I can't really, I can't really trace something back that easily. But what I can do is make connections. Here's something. Say you have a story. Okay, you have a plot that involves a bank heist. But it's really about this country and a coup. Now, how does the bank heist hook up to to the coup? That's your job. Find a way for them to hook up. And here's how to do it. Let's go back to my one-hour prep. Remember I talked about, we came up with a kidnapping of the brewmeister. And it was, he was kidnapped by this evil necromancer wizard and his Knoll army. And it turns out that they work for the sheriff. Well, I sort of elaborated on this later in my head and thinking, the sheriff is tired of this guy getting all the, with the town council, he gets anything he wants, wherever they want, whatever they want. And the sheriff is tired of not being able to really run his department the way he wants to because the burgermeister gets away with a lot of stuff. Also, he likes to get subsidized by the town. And the sheriff resents it, so he figures out a way to have him kidnapped and maybe even killed. Okay, fine. That was a connection I came up with while I was doing it, which is something you should always, always be aware of and be conscious of and look for, is connections like that. So he knows this evil wizard who can help him do that in return the sheriff would oh i don't know give him a plot of land or give him put him on the town council so, so, something to that effect the, the sheriff could use his pull to get him what he needed which makes the sheriff a much more powerful character than say the mayor or the town council they just don't know it yet the sheriff may have grandiose ideas about the area. He may want to be the next mayor. He may want, may want to conquer the area around it. But for right now, he'll settle with kidnapping the brewmeister. So that's one way to do it. I remember a long time ago, when I first read *Call of Cthulhu*. I didn't understand it until much later. But they said the story is like a la- it can be like layers of an onion. It all depends on how many layers you want. In other words, how far do you want to drill down? And that means when you're doing a story, you can set it up simply, which I like to do. But as it goes along, as you start thinking about it, you make connections, it becomes a little more complex. Just just in you know, in 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 process of prepping and coming up with the story. And then, when you get to the table with it, putting it down in front of the players, here's the story, and they work the story, you can come up with other connections, and you can actually add layers to a story while they're playing. So, you could connect that coup. Just see what the player's doing. And if you know your players, it'd be a lot easier. See, that's where I'm bad at things, because I tend to run a lot of one-shots and maybe one or two-session games. And... I am i don't pay attention to the characters all that much, which is funny because they're the other part of the story. I, what I mean is I don't get to know them long enough to know what I can use on them or for them or appeal to what they like. Now, this campaign thing. Now, the, the cattle drive thing was the closest thing I came to that, and I did tailor a few things to them. I still had a story arc, but I know who would bite for what. So, I'm kind of bad at that. So, if you know your players and you know what they'll bite on and you come up with a connection during play, you go, okay, yeah. That's when you listen to them and they say something, oh, I'll bet such and such did this. You go in your head, yeah, sure. Okay, we'll do that. And that's how you get your ideas. And that way you can set up a twist easier. It makes it a little more plausible if they come up with it first. It's not saying that during your prep you you have to not think about stuff like that. But I'm saying, if you think about the connections in the prep and it's already there, you got the clues, you got the, you know, you then who to talk to and all this other stuff. But in the course of it, they come up with another layer. Hey, use it. Use the hell out of it. They'll, if they, even if they they disregard some of the stuff you already set up, it doesn't matter. They come up, with, as you know, if they come up with something better, use it. And if it enriches this, it puts layers on the onion, use it. You can drill down as far as you want. You can get such a complicated story. And if you can keep on top of it and you can do it and the players are with you, you can have a really complex story. Now, not all GMs can do that, but there are some that can. So I'm not going to discourage that. I'm just saying, keep an eye on your layers. If this is happening here on whatever's on the surface they're dealing with and they think there's something more to it, give them something more. You know what I'm saying? Just listen to them and just add those layers because eventually they'll get to the bottom of it. And once they get to the bottom of it, they may not like what they find. Because you could actually take this... You could take a simple thing and make it into a world-saving or world-shattering scenario just by... Coming up with a couple of connections yourself and listening to the players—they have nobody to blame but themselves. No, not really, but but yeah, okay. And it's just—it's—it's it's wonderful. That's why—that's why my my credo is the the game is what happens at the table, and boy does it happen sometimes. This is all part of the give and take, the back and forth, the cool jazz riffs of the game that you and the players do. As I was saying, because that's what it's all about really and if you do that you can have a camp you can take a one session scenario and stretch it out over as long as you want as long as you keep track of it and keep listening to the players that's all i gotta say but anyway i'm gonna go start my day i got a lot of work ahead of me so until i see you folks next time keep the dice warm and i'll talk to you later